You are listening to a podcast from Vineyard Church of Augusta. For more information, visit vineyardaugusta.org. It's important for us to, to recognize that uh, God's given us time. He's given us time that, that, we're make, that we would make good use of the time that we are given on earth. Today is also a really wonderful day for us to begin a new message series for this upcoming year. We're calling it Entrusted. Uh, there is so much that our Creator God has created and given to us, entrusted to us as His people. He's given us life. He's given us, body, us bodies. He's given us minds. He's given us uh, talents and gifts. He's given us resources and energy and influence. He's given us all these things. And we need to ask ourselves, are these things really mine? Are they really mine? Are they ours? Or do they really belong to God? And is he simply entrusting them to us? Are these things ours to do with whatever the heck we want to do with them? Or are there things that God is calling us uh, to do with the things that he has entrusted to us? You know, everything that we have comes from God, and he gives them to us to steward uh, faithfully, but also creatively. And we're going to be looking at that through this entire series. Uh, He wants us to steward them for his glory and for his honor, but also for the well-being of the people around us, the well-being of the world around us, and also the fact that we get to experience the blessing of being good stewards of all that God has entrusted to us. Our, Our big picture goal for this series is that we all would become wiser, better stewards with everything that God entrusts to us. Now, I know that a lot of times we hear the word stewardship and we automatically think money and financial resources, and and certainly that is part of what God has entrusted to us. And we're going to talk about that in this series uh, later on, but that's not the whole picture at all. That's just one part of what God has entrusted to us, that he's called us to be a good steward. Uh, But God-honoring stewardship involves every part of our lives, everything, Uh, everything that we have, everything that he has entrusted to us. And as we faithfully and creatively steward God's gifts to us, He promises to entrust us with more. We're going to explore this more next week uh, in Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. And and he entrusts us with more uh, so that we can honor him with the more that he gives us and that we can bless those around us with the more that he gives us. It's not just for us. Today, God has given us a new day, New Year's Day. Uh, And it's the first time I can remember in a while that we've had New Year's Day on a Sunday and so uh, it is a good day for us to just really ask ourselves, okay, what, God, what do you want me to do with this new year that you've given me, this new year that you've given me? But the reality is every day we have a happy new day, don't we? We can celebrate new day in God, a new day that he has given us, a new day with potential, a new day with an opportunity to honor him and to steward all the stuff that he's given us. We can and we should have plans for 2023. Uh, What are your goals? Are they financial? Are they relational? Are they health-oriented? Are they business or educationally-oriented? I hope that you do have goals and plans for this upcoming year. But also in tandem with that, we need to be mindful of the fact that, you know what? 
we're not guaranteed another day. We're not. God's given us today, and that's not to be morbid. That's, uh, that's uh, about thinking biblically. The Proverbs tell us that we shouldn't boast about tomorrow because we don't know what a day will bring. Uh, so how will I steward today? It begins with the, the, the very simple recognition that, take a breath, that breath that you took, breath that I took, is a gift from God. Every single one is a gift from God. We're not guaranteed another breath. Uh, you know, it's interesting, uh, even just this past week, you know, we've got uh, some major figures in this last week of 2022 uh, that passed away. The soccer icon Pele, uh, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, and uh, Barbara Walters. They always seem to come in threes, don't they? Yeah. But, you know, it's about recognizing the fact that God has given us today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So what are we going to do with the today that God has given us? And this is why each new day is an occasion for worship. It is. It's an occasion for worship. Worship is a big deal here at Vineyard Church because it's a big deal in our relationship with God. It's what God created us to do to be in a worship relationship with him. And in its simplest terms, worship is just receiving the love that God gives and pours out to us each and every day that we receive that love, and then we turn and we express it back to him. And that's the worship relationship that he invites all of us into. And uh, Psalm 118, 24 is a very familiar verse. I know I grew up in, in Sunday school singing this uh, as a little chorus, even as a, a really, really young child, but it, but it is true. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's something to celebrate each and every day that God has given us this day. He's given us this day. And if you go and you look at the whole chapter of Psalm 118, this is a, a, a chapter, a song of praise uh, in the face of deep and great adversity, okay? This is not just a little happy-go-lucky song. It is a truth that lands itself in the middle of a very difficult time, a time of adversity for Israel. And, and, and this whole chapter is about finding salvation in Jesus Christ and the Messiah the, who came to, to give us victory that he, that he acquired for us through his life, through his death, uh, and his resurrection. And this is why we can live in hope every day, that every new day is an occasion for worship. God, you were good. You were good, Lord God. I, I just thank you for the life that you've given me today. And I know that in your goodness and in your love for me, you have good things for me. So lead me and guide me. Show me those things that I can walk with you. Our worship does something very powerful. It welcomes the manifest presence of God. You've heard me say that before. You will hear me say that many, many times as long as I'm in this role. Because somehow we, don't, we, we know that truth, but we don't know and live that truth. That when we find ourselves facing all kinds of adversity, that's the time to worship. It is good and right at all times to worship, but so often when we're facing adversity, when we see circumstances and situations that, that seem to just suck the air out of us, we, we, we have a hard time worshiping God. 
because we're so fixed on the circumstances that we see ourselves surrounded in. But, but we have to, to choose to welcome the presence of God. Let's, let's pull back a little bit from just the singular verse in, in Psalm 118 to sort of see a bigger context of what's happening here. In Psalm 118, beginning in verse 20, it says, These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone, and this is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Notice that that verse, uh, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Uh, That should be pretty familiar to you, even if you just read the New Testament a lot and maybe don't spend a lot of time in the Old Testament because that verse is quoted five times at least, and it's all referring to the Jewish religious leaders' rejection of Jesus. But yet, the one that they rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a powerful person or you're a person without maybe a lot of power and significance. Rejection is hard. Am I right? In terms of relationships, in terms of whatever you might be going through, rejection is, is, is not an easy thing for any of us. And as I was just reflecting over this, I, I, you know, I, I, I feel impressed to just say there, there are some of you and some of us who experienced some deep rejection uh, in 2022, or maybe it was just something that continued from the past. And, and I feel like the Lord is just saying that he wants us to bring that rejection to him and lay it at his feet and in, uh, at his feet to find the acceptance of his love, his love, his healing, uh, that that's enough. In fact, no, that's not an, that's, it's, it's so much more than enough. It's so much more than enough. But we have to choose, we have to choose to do that. And, and, and we can rejoice and we can be glad because Jesus is our hope. The victory that he has accomplished for us, he offers to us, and we get to live in that hope each and every day. Each new day presents opportunities to make choices. Every day, there's an opportunity to make choices. We choose to rejoice. We choose to be glad. We choose to bless the Lord at all times. That's a choice that God gives us. Um, I did not stay up and watch the game last night because I always get up early on Sunday mornings. And also, I'm one of those people, I get emotionally involved and I can't go to sleep. I knew it was going to be a late game last night. And so I was like, you know what? I just, I can't get emotionally involved. I'm, I'm just going to not watch it. I did turn it on a little bit after the half when things did not look so good for Georgia. So, um, but I, I went to bed and was sound asleep. And uh, at 12, my neighbors, wonderful people. <laughs> wonderful people who I love, yes. They decided to have a fireworks show. A one hour long fireworks show. I'm like, where did they get all the money for that? That's a lot of money. So this morning... I just always get up at five. My body clock is set at five. I had a choice. Now is it time for me to have my New Year's Day celebration for the cul-de-sac? 
got some great classical music that I could put on that really big speaker that I've got. I had a choice. I did not do that, all right? I didn't do that. Yeah, that makes you think that much more highly of me, right? Yeah. We set our standards really, really low, right? Yeah. But, but it's true. We, we, every day comes with choices that God gives us. God created us with this thing of being able to make choices. In Deuteronomy, uh, we read where Moses, who was leading the, the children of Israel, the people of Israel, um, they, he led them out of Egyptian captivity. He's leading them through the wilderness onto the promised land. And he talks about the choices that God entrusts to us. And he says this, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our lives are not just a compilation of dreams and desires, okay? Our lives consist of and are the sum total of of choices that we make and commitments that we make every day. What are are you committed to? What are you choosing? Uh, And what's the choice for you for 2023? What what are the choices and the commitments that, that you are choosing to make? Because that's really... That's what our lives are about, those kind of daily commitments that we make over and over and over. Will I honor God in my choices, or will I choose to do what I want to do because I want to do them? Will I commit to my marriage vows? Will I let my yes be yes and no be no? Will I, uh, will I do the right thing in the kindest way possible? Will I do these things? Let us be people who make choices and commitments, remembering that our choices come with consequences. There are consequences attached to our choices, and somehow way too many in our, in our culture and our society have, have completely uh, missed the fact that our choices bring with them consequences, no matter what the choices are. And it's about us making a commitment to things that we know bring life and are good for our families, for ourselves, that are in alignment with with the word of God. Moses passed on his leadership baton to Joshua. He didn't lead the children of Israel into the promised land. He passed on the baton to Joshua, uh, who eventually did lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And and, um, you can hear in Joshua echoes of Moses' instructions about choices that we make. Later in the book of Joshua, Joshua 24, he says this, addressing the children of Israel. He says, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Happy new day. With every new day, we get the opportunity to make choices 
about the way we're going to run our own lives, the way we're going to run our businesses, the way we're going to manage um, the things in our lives that God has entrusted to us, our influence. How will we manage those? How will we lead and steward those? With each day that God gives us, let's serve the Lord by making choices that bring honor and glory to him and are for the well-being of those around us. And there will be so many blessings for us that we get to experience and live in. I'm, I'm also really, really thankful that when I make choices that are not in keeping with God's goodness and his, his justice and his righteousness, I'm so thankful that each new day brings with it an experience of God's love, his mercy, and his grace that is available to me. I'm thankful for that. I need that. I need that. That's part of the hope that I have. That is the hope that I have because I get things wrong. It's like you do. I I don't always get it right. Uh, I don't always make the choice to not blast my speaker at 5 a.m. on Sunday morning to my neighbors. Uh, God's grace, his mercy, his love, they're all there with every new day. And it's about being mindful of them. It's about stopping and pausing and, and, and reflecting on it. It's part of our worship that we're being mindful of God, your mercy and your grace and your love rather than allowing the noise and the distractions of the world, the cares of the world, the anxieties to just, to just blast out the message and the invitation that God gives to receive and experience his love, his mercy, his grace. Throwing back again to another uh, poem in the Old Testament, this time Lamentations. Um, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. And that's, that, that's, uh, that's one that we can, can take out and worthy of our, our, our bathroom vanity mirror, our refrigerator. This is some really, really good self-talk that was happening with Jeremiah. Uh, most uh, biblical scholars believe that Lamentations was written by the prophet Jeremiah. And he's saying, the Lord, you're, you're all I need. If you know Jeremiah's story, you know that there was uh, a lot of more depressive kinds of uh, dour insights and uh, it, he, you know, he's a, a very interesting study and in maybe mental illness or just uh, emotions that are not um, always on the up uh, as a follower of Jesus, as a, as a, as a person of God. And, and, and we see here he's, he's giving this self-talk. The Lord is all I need. So I'm not going to try and make something happen in my own strength. I'm going to wait for the Lord and I'm going to trust in him. I will watch and I will listen for his guidance and his direction because it is good, it is loving, it is perfect, it is just, it is righteous. I got to tell myself that quite often because I, I like to make things happen. And too often when I do that in my own strength, it ends up not being good. It, it, it ends up And even in those times when it's not necessarily bad, it certainly isn't God's best. And one of the things I really want to strive for in my own life, in my family, and I want us to seek in the context of our church family, 
is let us not be people who are distracted by even good things. Let us be people who are so intimately tuned in with the heart of God that we are that we're only going after his very best for us. Because I, I, I believe this, I know this, God has no interest in keeping his best as a secret from us. He wants to lead us along really, really wonderful paths. He wants to guide us into some really, really good things. And it is going to require you and me being people who are willing to tune our ears and our hearts and our spirits to what he's saying and what he's doing. And let us be people uh, who choose to do that. In 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes to encourage the church not to receive God's grace in vain. Not to receive it in vain. He references God's promise spoken uh, through another prophet, Isaiah. He references for saying, God says, and said through Isaiah, that in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. And then Paul reminds uh, the, the church at Corinth this, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Wherever we are, whatever we need to be saved from, Today is the day of salvation. We are not promised tomorrow, but God's offer of salvation is available to us today. His mercies, his love, his kindness is available to us today. He is offering it to us today. And I cannot think of any better way to start the new year, even better than pork and collards and black-eyed peas. Even better than that. I cannot think of a better way to begin our new year than to to accept that gift of salvation, to experience the mercy and the grace of God that he avails uh, to each one of us. We all need God's mercy. We all need God's grace. There are things that I regret uh, that happened in, in 2022, and I am so thankful that I was able Uh, in 2022 to take those to the Lord and to ask his forgiveness and to lay those at his feet and to to experience the righteousness of Christ that he avails to me through repentance and his faithfulness and his goodness and his love. And we can experience that every day. And let's, let's recognize today is a day to be rescued. Today is a day of salvation that I don't have to continue living my life this way by making wrong choices each and every day. I can live in your grace and in the freedom that you give me. I can live in that. And you can do that through repentance, through just confession of sin. God, I acknowledge that I've sinned against you, that I've done things that were hurtful to myself and to those around us. And I've I've sinned against you. I've not honored you and my choices and the way I live my life. And I, I'm sorry, I ask your forgiveness. Would you forgive me, God? I thank you that your, your forgiveness is available to me. And God, I, I put my trust in, in, in your son, Jesus, that he is God and he came to save me. And I accept his sacrifice on the cross, his payment of, of, of my sins and, and the sins of the whole world. I accept that and I put my trust and my faith in him and I accept this amazing gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. It's, it's a prayer that you can pray on your own. It's a simple prayer 
And it's a prayer that we can pray with you as a, as, as a church family during our ministry time. Just right where you're seated right now, that's a prayer that you can lift up to the Lord. And God will be responsive to honor that prayer. Our lives are not really ours. And that's really the whole point of this whole series, Entrusted. Our lives are not really ours. Our lives belong to God. 